0: Australian parliamentarians have turned down a chance to close the government's offshore centres for detaining asylum seekers and refugees. The Labour government, supported by the Liberal National's opposition, easily defeated a bill called the Migration Amendment Evacuation to Safety Bill. Introduced by Greens Senator Nick McKim, the legislation was an opportunity to end the cruel treatment that's been meted out for nearly 10 years to people illegally trying to enter Australia by boat. The Human Rights Law Centre made a submission in support of the bill and its senior lawyer, Scott Cosgrove, told Don Wiseman what the bill could have achieved. The aim of the bill was to offer to refugees and people seeking asylum who are still trapped in Nauru and Papua New Guinea under Australia's offshore detention policy. The option now to come to Australia after nine years um, of horrific treatment under that policy As you and many of your listeners would know, in around 2013 and 2014, the Australian government forcibly transferred several thousand people seeking asylum to those two countries where they were held in detention. 150 of them are still there now. And in that decade, 14 people subject to the policy have lost their lives. Many of those were due to treatable illnesses and those are deaths that could have been prevented if the government had transferred to pe- people to Australia for urgent medical care. This bill would have offered an opportunity to, to end that decade of inhuman treatment.
1: All right. Well, the, the Human Rights Law Centre, you had the option to put in a submission. What did you say?
0: Well, the Senate committee looking at the bill opened up for submissions for two weeks. It had a very short turnaround time and it received um, submissions from the UN Refugee Agency, Amnesty International, lawyers, doctors, many others. And we at the Human Rights Law Centre put in a submission as well. And our submission really points to the absolute dysfunction of the pre-existing and current processes for transfers to Australia and the ongoing impact of family separation caused by the offshore detention policy.
1: So the current Labor government had indicated when in opposition and during its campaign that it was going to do something about these offshore detention centres. Has it reneged?
0: Well, the Albanese government in opposition supported previous legislation of this kind. And that was in the form of the Medivac legislation that was in place in 2019 and which required the minister in Australia to consider the uh, information provided by doctors in relation to requests for transfer to Australia for medical reasons. The legislation that was voted down this week is of a similar kind. It responds to the crushing impact of offshore detention on people's mental and physical health. Before the election, the Albanese government was campaigning on a platform of improving those processes for transfer to Australia. They also undertook to introduce stronger oversight and scrutiny of the conditions, including healthcare services, in offshore detention. But that hasn't happened. Then we're coming up on a year since the government came to office. That is clearly long enough. The people who are still subject to this policy have had almost a decade of their lives taken away from them. 150 of them are still there. And the government has even said publicly that it intends to have no-one held in offshore detention by the end of this year. This bill would have been... opportunity for the government to evacuate those refugees and, and make good on that intention to bring this chapter to an end.
1: So why do you think this legislation has been tossed out?
0: Well it's hard to look past the toxic politics relating to this issue in Australia which has really loomed large over the last two decades. The Bill was ultimately defeated because it was opposed by the government and it was also opposed by the coalition opposition. Ultimately, uh, I think it comes down to a matter of courage and political will. There is very little reason in policy that can justify what is continuing to happen in those two places. People were sent offshore originally in the name of processing, processing of their refugee claims. That's something that took place many, many years ago. In 2016, the Australian government agreed a resettlement arrangement with the United States. And as you know, more recently, a resettlement arrangement with the government of New Zealand. Those two things have provided some opportunity for hundreds of the people affected to get on with their lives in safety, but not for everyone. And there's still not a pathway for everyone. And in that context, it's simply a lack of moral courage and a reflection of the toxic politics on this issue that the major parties uh, have opposed this opportunity to uh, bring this horrific chapter to an end.
1: What's the next move for the Human Rights Law Centre on this matter?
0: Well, we're continuing to work with a large number of people who've been brought to Australia under the previous arrangements and they have finally some access to a decent level of healthcare that they were denied for so long and they're going about bringing about being able to get on with their lives. But as for the people who are still offshore, we hope that working with the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees and the Government of New Zealand, more and more people will be able to resettle in New Zealand from Nauru and PNG. But ultimately, that is not going to provide a solution for everyone. So we urge the government of Australia to take responsibility for this, take responsibility for something that all along has been Australia's responsibility, and make good on its public intention to bring everybody off these two places of detention by the end of this year.